that is also true. However, I'm not going to do that either. I'm just going to straight up punch it in there and then find out where our flow is, homie. I'm a big man. I'm a grown man. I'm a man man. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Welcome to yet another episode of I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. We are here today. Mm, yes. To, we, are he, we are gathered here to. We are gathered here today. We are gathered here today. I do declare to, to gather the brethren who are both okay and then also those lost sheep who aren't okay. If I may be so bold as to proffer Please. a small, shall we say, salutation, shall we say, a greeting. Shall you say? Can I use the nomenclature, a welcoming thought, if I may be so bold, to the folks, to the uh, children of God who are listening to the podcast right now. The ones who have gathered in front of the radio in the midst of a world war, say World War One or World War Two, perhaps, to listen to the warm, dulcet sounds of the radio entertainment so that they can feel connected and also part of a greater family. If I may be so bold as to proffer, say, a welcoming to those in need of such a thing, if I may be so bold, if I may, sir, I beg of you, please tell if me. I if I may be so bold to say I regret starting this bit. <laughs> can I be so bold? You can be so bold if you wish, <laughs> but let me be, let let me be so bold as to finish what I was going to say. If I may be so, how shall I say, non-servient? If I may be so inclined as to say welcome all right well welcome everybody to the podcast we're glad you're here we're having a good time it is a lovely weekday here in america sure everything's burning down outside is it burning together right now no and yes but here's what's not burning down, our fucking email section. And so we've got a few emails we're going to read here. You can write into us, bobandclint at gmail.com. And uh, we'll read it on the show if we want to. This one comes from Wes Cruz, who says, here's what I think about the show from my perspective. Two artists who are longtime friends get together each week to talk and bullshit with a lot of humor. It's real, honest, provides a peek into their personal history. And anything, absolutely anything else. Things that they like, they don't like. Religion, the space-time continuum, music, current events, movies, philosophy, accents from around the world, love, and anything else imaginable. He forgot butt talk. There's some, yeah, some ass play stuff in there, for sure, mixed in there. Uh, they'll make you laugh, stop and think, get pissed, learn some stuff about the music world, laugh some more, and be reminded what it's like to be a kid again. Thanks, boys. You got the moves. Keep it up. Wes. Here's what I know about Wes. He knows one thing to be true that I know to be true that you know to be true, which is we got the moves, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I've I've watched a, a bunch of podcasts. And I mean, when I say watch, I mean, I'm looked at them, but not listened to them. And this is what I can tell by just looking at them and not listening to them. Those other podcasts don't have the moves, boy. But we do have the moves, boy. And we prove it every week 
twice a week and people are like, well, I don't know what to think about this podcast except for one thing, which is these gentlemen have the moves, boy. I mean, really, at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want. Oh, well, I don't I don't believe that I don't agree with their political belief. I don't believe with their spiritual values. I don't understand what they're trying to say about space time continuum. But I here's what I do know. Them boys got the moves, boy. They got the moves, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know any I think they might be half in the closet, but I don't know. I do know this, though. They got the middle boy. I believe them boys are drippy. I've seen some more. I listen to this one. Well, I'm telling you, I've listened to this one now the other day, though. I'm telling, I'm telling, this boy did not have to move. But then I'm listening, I'm okay, you're okay, we're not okay. And then, <laughs> darn, did I had that move, boy? Tell him, they got the moves. Damn. I can't even. T- I mean, I got the mood to listen to. I did listen to him, and I got the mood. And my my darn my darn son, clown. Like, that what did you do? I was like, I'm listening. To I'm going to UK. I got the mood now. Dad, you ain't got the mood. Them boys got the mood, boy. But you ain't got the mood, die. I'm like, Dad, dude. I listen to him. I got him. <laughs> there's that guy <laughs> that guy sounds a lot like a lot of people i fucking grew up with bro god damn it dude i could be a translator for those people you know what's so good about that accent like once you settle into it it really is like a comfortable like a beanbag chair and what happens is i think those people that talk like that settled into that beanbag chair when they were like two one or two and they're like mm, this is comf and then some people were like hey man why don't you get out of that beanbag chair and sit on this adult chair called english language and they're like hey i need to fuck yourself because i'm better than chair and you not do that so you can fuck yourself you ain't got the move boy you know what i mean they're just like hanging out in that chair that that beanbag yeah but what makes me feel sad is that it's just the only chair that was ever offered to them by their parents who were stuck in the chair. I, I see it more as being stuck in the beanbag chair you can't fucking crawl out of. Dude, all I know is that you came from a whole house full of beanbag chairs and you said, I'm not staying yeah. in this beanbag chair. I'm getting I'm I'm using, I'm getting on a wooden chair and it's not comfortable. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. Because my, my sister talks with a pretty strong accent. I never thought about it. I never really had an accent. I don't know why. I think it's just because I was fucking listening to Prince every day. Like yeah. I, I was listening to music and watching film. You were taking your your language cues from other places. Yeah, I was just learning about the world from other teachers, not just the rednecks I was unfortunately surrounded with for most of my life. There is this weird thing, and I, I, I'm not. I didn't make this up. Some. I think it was. Uh, who's the guy from Bob and Tom? Not Bob and Tom. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, and who's the other guy? Oh, David Cross. Yeah, David Cross. Mr. Show. Yeah, he brings it up in in one of his early stand-ups where he said that there's this accent that people have that's like a redneck accent that you hear all over the country. It's not just in the South. Like you hear it, you kind of hear it everywhere. Similar to the way homosexual men have 
some, not all, but some of them have sort of a, an effect and you know what I mean? Like a, an effect to their voice. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily that's, that has nothing to do with where they're, you know, what part of the country they're from. It's from every, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like you mean like gay people who are just more flamboyant than others. Right. They ha- There's this flamboyant sort of voice that yeah. like when you hear it, you go, oh, that person's obviously gay because yeah. they have that voice. Same with like this redneck accent that some people have. And you're like, what? Why, how, why are they red? You know, why do they have that voice? They're from like North Dakota. I have a friend, you, you know him, my friend Derek Barr. He's from Colorado and he's- an erudite, intelligent, liberal, Denver-raised, you know, kid. And he has kind of a Southern accent. He went to school in Chicago. He lives here now because he's a musician, but he never lived in, he's not from the South at all. And he kind of has a Southern accent. Well, what's weird about him, I talk to him and I don't, I don't hear it, but I, maybe I have a bit of an accent because I live in Texas and so I can't hear it so well, but. I don't think uh, you do. I talk to him and he sounds whatever normal is like no accent to me right right but when he sings he he often uses an accent when he sings yeah which i find strange but i do it too (laughs) i mean i always i always use an accent when i sing Uh, i do the same thing i I don't find it strange but it is interesting because when you're performing you're putting yourself in a pretty vulnerable position so i think the reason i do it is maybe to become somebody else so that I'm not, it's not me really that's putting myself out there. It's this other person that I'm playing. Kind of like when you're acting, like people that are really the best actors in the world, when they're acting, they're not, it's not them. They're like, oh, you know that part? It's a part that they're playing. So once they're that other person, they can't make mistakes. They're not uncomfortable at all. But you have to have the physical chops to do it because I think you've told me before, I've had I've had people tell me before, it actually really, hurts my feelings when people say it, but they'll be like, can you try to sing? They're like, oh, the song's fine. Can you sing it in a different way? And I'm like, no, (laughs) when I open my mouth to sing, I, it sounds the way it sounds. And I wish I sounded like someone else because I don't like my voice, but I, I have, I have to just work with what, what the fucking Lord gave me. But if I had more chops, like you have a big range, you can do you have the ability to do rappy stuff that doesn't sound like appropriated, stupid white guy shit. You also can sing real low and you also, but you also have a really nice tenor when you want to get out there too. Dude, so you, I'll have tell a, you have a, you have the freedom, you have the tools at your disposal to change your voice. I, I'll tell you what's weird, dude. I have this thing where, so when I'm writing a song, I write it. And if I come back the next day and want to fix part of the song that I wrote, like I'll fix it by re-singing part of it. But whatever voice I was using the day before, I don't, fit, right? I don't know what that is. Like, yeah. I don't know. And I'll listen to it over and over. I'm like, okay, let me, let me sing along to it and try to get the voice and try to figure out who that is. But I can't get it exactly. It's such a weird thing. It, I think that might also be, I think it is what we're talking about. Cause I have that too. I think even, it depends on how you were feeling that day, how you were breathing and your phrasing. But you got, you got also, of course, make sure that you didn't change anything with the mic settings and EQ. All that will fuck it up. No, dude. I all everything's the same, dude. I I never change any settings at all. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: When you do end up doing it, because you have to do something different for like a verse that you fucked up the day that you wrote it. When you listen back, can you hear it? Can you hear that that was a punch from a different day? Because I can tell for me. No, not usually. I mean, once. I mean, I'll get it close. I'll get it close enough to once. 
I mean, I can hear it when I'm doing it. Yeah. But once it's done and then it's, you know, in the past and then I hear it again, I guess I could if I, but I don't spend a, a lot of time listening to old stuff. Yeah. You and I are similar. We, because you and I write so much, we tend to just listen to the 10 to 15 most recent songs and they get cycled out that way. Right. That's I like to say do. I listen to the last one song. Oh, okay. I, I usually can have these little batches that cycle through. How many times do you sing a song when you've written it for the recording? So when I'm recording a song, I, I'll usually come up with some stuff and then kind of get it out there and kind of know kind of what the song is going to be. But then when I'm actually recording the final sort of lyrics, like I was doing it today, I was writing a song, finishing up a song today. And what I'll do is I'll just loop a phrase. So like today's song was... uh song called glass houses and so i would be like one of one of the one of the uh one of the lines was let me tell you a story about a baby grew up on a farm in the navy hair was all curly and wavy never really very shavy Let me tell you a story about a baby Grew up on a farm in the Navy Hair was all curly and wavy Never really very shavy Had a big beard like a miner Like to hand out the hot shiner He was a winter and a whiner Not a good tipper at the diner Oh no He was not a cool dude, that's what I'm saying So I'll I'll be recording it and then I'll just repeat never really very shavy never really very shavy never really very shavy never really very shavy <laughs> anyways until until I get it and then I'll go to the next phrase and and just loop it loop it until so I get it So you just loop that, that line you don't sing that phrase over all the whole measure No so I just that- yeah. I just do it. I do it kind of as a phrase at a time. And then sometimes I'll add harmonies that way. And I, I've kind of always done it that way. So when I get in the studio to record like the final record, lots of times, but usually by the time I'm in the studio, I know the song really well. So I don't have to do that. But when I'm trying to figure out what exactly the song is, lots of times I have to loop it to kind of figure out what the, what the actual melody is. So you sing it piece by piece, the whole song. The whole song. I always feel like there's a little bit of a sauce in like a, a full take instead of piece by piece. I do it piece by piece too because I I have to work really hard to get a good vocal. But I always try to do a full thing if I and pull from that or start with that. Right. Well, I, I do imagine- I, I do do that. Like I I'll do I'll say the whole verse. Yeah. But then I go back in and piece by piece replace it because most of it like I'll because I'll clam I, it just won't be quite right. And right. I can make it a little bit better. Do you already have the whole lyric written when you're starting to sing? Or do you just, once you start getting what it is, you just jump into the recording and you finish it while you're recording? Yeah, I'll just have, I'll just have part of it. Or sometimes I'll have nothing. Sometimes I'll have nothing and I'll just start singing. Yeah, I do that too. Uh, but usually I have like a line or two, like I'll, I'll have one line. Usually what happens is I'll, I'll be writing whatever and just trying to make something rhyme. And then I'll get a line and then I'm like, oh, that's what the song is. And then once I know what the song is, then the rest of it kind of writes itself. Until that point, though, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, once you figure out what it is, it gets a lot easier. 
I do the dummy lyric thing too, where I'll just start singing. And usually if I don't have any bearings on singing, something really cool melodically will happen that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And then I'll write a lyric to it that phonetically sounds like whatever bullshit I just mumbled. Do you, do you write, when you write your songs, do you write in the morning or at night? Or it doesn't matter. These, these days I'm writing from like three o'clock to four thirty in the afternoon. But before it would be during the day in the morning. Yeah. I feel like I, I do best when I'm writing in the morning and lately I've been walking for an hour and a half and that hour and a half that I'm walking would be the time that I would be writing. And I'm part of me is like, well, maybe I'm going to switch it and start writing in the morning and then walk after I write. I feel like there's occasional magic in the late night vibe, but I, I do that less and less as I get older. I used to do that a lot. I would just cave out. I would call it the song cave. I just fucking disappear. There's definitely something about writing it. I've written some stuff at night, night, like after I've gotten done with a gig, I get home, I've got some energy. And for some reason I'll write something. And usually the few times I've done that, I can come up with something pretty interesting, but always when I get up in the morning, I see the glaring flaws yeah. in, in that. But just for coming up with an idea, doing it at night, it's pretty cool. I'll tell you one thing, since we're kind of just talking a little bit about writing. Again, I'm not judging anyone. I don't give a shit what people do. But um, the people who write while fucked up, whether it's booze or they like to smoke weed or, or whatever, the black tar heroin, whatever the fuck. I don't get that. I've never gotten that at all. I've had some rights where people wanted to have some wine or go go get some margaritas for lunch in the middle of a write. And those songs always get shittier. Nothing magical ever has happened for me when people are fucked up when they're trying to be creative. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've been sober for 25 years, so I haven't written any songs that way in 25 years, but I did even when I was drinking I never was able to write fucked up, like either stoned or drunk. I'm sure you did it, but I bet it wasn't very good. It wasn't any keeper material. I I would jam with people, I would get stoned and jam, I would drink and jam, but the key that for me all the songs that I wrote that were keepers were the songs I wrote the next day, either hungover or kind of like with my brain all frazzled. Lot, lots of songwriting for me is really just saving myself. It's I wake up and I feel like such a total loser. Like what did I, like back, especially when I was drinking, like I would just fuck up so bad when I was drinking and I would be like, oh man, what did I do? I'm such a fucking loser. And when you're in that place and you write a song, you have to write the greatest song alive just to be able to make it out of that day alive. When you say you fucked up, you mean like your relationships because you were drunk? Fucked up a relationship or said something stupid to somebody or, you know, just whatever, you know? Like, Isn't that dude, an I, awful, that's an awful feeling. I mean, I was not a, I was not a good drunk. I would get mean. I would get not not violent, thank God. But I would say stupid, mean things, or I would tell some. I would like, I would do the thing where I'm like, "Hey, let's go downtown," and then come pick me up. And then as soon as I got downtown, I'd be like, oh, "I'm going to go to the bathroom," and then leave. Wow! And not say goodbye. <laughs> and then they would like, "This is pre cell phones," so then they would call me like a week later and go, "Hey, man." I came and picked you up and took you downtown and you said you went to the bathroom and I haven't seen you since. And that was a week ago. <laughs> what the fuck? And I'll be like, Hey man, I'm sorry. 
Can you sorry. take me downtown? By the way, <laughs> sorry, I need a ride. Let's go downtown. <laughs> hey, you know what that reminds me? We can tell this story. This is one of my favorite stories of yours, and I don't think we've told it on the podcast. Is you're in the back of an ice cream truck, and you got bounced out, but there were no cell phones. Oh no! Do you know the story? It's not an ice cream truck. So the first car I ever owned uh, was a mail jeep. It kind of looks I'm like an ice. Truck. It kind of looks like a an ice cream truck. But let me explain what this what this car looks like. <laughs> so you've seen mail jeeps. The 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 uh, the steering wheels on the right hand side. It's not on the left. Yeah, because when they're delivering mail, they have to be able to reach out and put the mail in the mail slot from the from the jeep. Now it is has it legal. Is it legal to drive those? I mean, yeah. can you yeah. just drive old mail cars? I did. I mean, they sell them. And so anyway, and then it's got two sliding doors on each side that slide open. They don't open like a car door. They're just like rolling sliding doors that open. So you can you can drive it with the doors open in your one seat. It only comes with one seat. Now, I've, I had one. The second one I had had two seats. Somebody had installed <laughs> another seat. You've had two of these. I had two. But the first one I had just had the one seat. And and it had an eight track. Uh, it had a slot for an eight track uh, cassette, and then I had an adapter where I could play cassettes. Jesus, like, what year was this? This was in nineteen eighty seven or eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight. So and so the so the rest of the car, the truck, is just empty, just empty space where there would have been mail carts or something. So it's just empty, and it's 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 very light. It's all metal. It's got four wheels. It's got a steering wheel. It's got a seat. And then in the back, there's like little wheel wells that you can sit on. But it's like they're metal wheel wells, like in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. So now I'm sitting on one of those wheel wells in the back. And then and then the very back of it, there's a door, a flimsy door that opens in and, you know, that will open going out. But it's just a tiny latch. And if you bang on it, it'll open. <laughs> It'll just pop right open. So we're driving around in El Paso and it's about after two because the bars have closed and we're looking for this party. And my friend Hisham, this guy from Egypt was driving. And I don't know if you know anything about Egyptians, but they are the worst drivers in the world. My apologies if, you, if there's canceled. any Egyptians that <laughs> Sorry, are listening. You've been canceled. You've been canceled. But the, if here's what I do know. If there's an Egyptian listening to this right now, he's going like this. Or she is. Oh, yeah. They're the worst drivers. Because they're it's, the worst drivers, dude. It's never the people that you're actually talking about that want to cancel you. It's these fucking other motherfuckers. Yeah, it's people that aren't Egyptian are like, oh, what is he's talking shit about Egyptian he's drivers. He's canceled. You can't, you can't. But you ask any Egyptian who the worst drivers are, they're like, Egyptians are the worst drivers. Hisham used to tell, say it all the time. That was his, I was like, why are you such a bad driver? And he's like, all the Egyptians are bad drivers. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. Anyways, here's who's not driving me because I'm fucked up and I'm not going to jail for DWI. So I never drank and drove. That was one of my big fears was like, I'm going to kill somebody and then I got to go to jail now. So the one thing I never did when I was drinking was drive. So he's driving. I'm in the back. We're looking for this party. He cuts through this parking lot. And as he cuts through the parking lot, he starts hitting these uh, speed bumps that are in the parking lot. And we're going about 35 miles an hour. 
there's no suspension in these mail jeeps. When you hit it, it's like a, a skateboard hitting a, a speed bump. You just get thrown up into the top of the mail jeep. Now, meanwhile, <laughs> we've got the music cranked full blast. Both the sliding doors are open. What are you listening to? Fucking who L- knows? Beastie L- little Boys. Little Bon Jovi? A little Slippery When Wet? Probably Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill or something like that. And uh, so music's cranking. Hisham's fucked up. He's having a good time. He's all smiles. He was one of my best friends, just a great guy. Driving, smiling. I'm in the back trying to find this. He hits his first speed bump and literally my head just gets jettisoned into the top of this fucking male Jeep. There's not a lot of headroom. And now I'm kind of like concussed because I've just (laughs) hit my head and I'm kind of like, you know, and then he hits the second speed bump. The second one launches me into the door the door immediately pops open and i just land on my ass on the on the fucking concrete (laughs) wearing nothing but a pair of bathing trunks (laughs) what i normally wear which was bathing trunks a cut off t-shirt and some chuck tees with no socks so that's what i'm wearing the dr seuss hat but i'm guessing the dr seuss hat wasn't there dr seuss was later when i moved to austin this is pre-dr seuss hat so I fucking hit the ground and immediately shred the back of these fucking bathing trunks. They're immediately shredded. My ass is all fucked up. (laughs) Like all the skin just leaves the right side of my ass and part of my leg. (laughs) Meanwhile, I finally come to a stop on this fucking concrete and I look up and the fucking male jeeps just... Because he can't hear the into the dis- he can't out. hear shit because the music's <laughs> blasting the door. The, there's wind coming in because the doors are open on both sides, and he just gets to the end of the fucking parking lot, turns onto the street. Bye bye. <laughs> you can hear you can hear the car fading in the distance. <laughs> Silence, and I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, what the fuck? No cell phones. I can't call him. He doesn't have a cell phone. I don't have a cell phone. Pre-cell phones. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I get up. I reach back. There's blood all over my hand because my fucking, you know, I skinned my whole backside of my butt and my leg. The fucking, my ass is hanging out because the, the shorts are all shredded. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just wait here for a few minutes. It's fucking 2.30 in the morning. It's black. There's nobody around. I'm like, he'll he'll come back. He knows where I am. Fucking 10, 15, 20 minutes, nothing. I'm like, motherfucker. And I'm like miles from where I live. We lived in this apartment. Uh, he lived in one apartment. I lived in another apartment. But we lived in the same complex. So I finally, after like 20 minutes, I'm like, well, fuck it. Let me try to find a payphone. So I find a payphone at this Denny's and I call my friend Daniel who had probably called before at three o'clock in the morning to go and downtown. I call, and I called him collect and I'm like, Hey man, can you come pick me up? Hisham was driving. I got knocked out of the car and bleeding. My shorts are fucked up. I've got two miles to go. Let's go. And he was like, Hey, go fuck yourself. Click. Bye. Bye. Really? Now, Hisham, I try to call Hisham. Hisham's not answering his phone. So I, I tried to call him collect first. Couldn't reach him. So I just walk home and it was like 
two or three miles in the whole time I'm walking. And I mean, I'm walking down. Nobody walks in El Paso, by the way. Yeah. So if you're walking on the side of the road and you're bleeding, you're you're basically like a pariah or a ghost. <laughs> Nobody's stopping to help you. And and you don't want anybody to stop and help you. Should we stop the guy? Should we stop the half naked bleeding out of his butt guy? Mm. Nah. Dude, I'm telling so you. I don't think so. so I walk all the way out. And the whole time I'm walking, I'm like, well, the only thing that kept me going is like, well, when I get to Shams' house, I'm going to beat him to death. <laughs> I'm going to beat him. I'm going to make him bleed a lot, but I'm going to beat him. And I get there, get to his, get to the apartment, see that my mail Jeep's there. It's parked out in the parking <laughs> lot, my mail Jeep. I'm like, He's oh, not out you looking. motherfucker. Knock on his door. He comes to the door, opens it up, and is crying, crying. And he's like, Bob, I thought I killed you. I looked back. I couldn't find you. I've been driving around looking for you. I can't find you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, motherfucker, give me the keys, bitch. <laughs> Gives me the keys and I go home. And Dude, I couldn't walk for like a week because I yeah. had this scab that every time I'd move, it would like reopen. It really is amazing you weren't more hurt. Well, it was or a- killed Or killed by some crazy El Paso person. Dude, we used to go to we used to go to Juarez four or five times a week, and shit would happen in Juarez, man. man. God damn, Juarez is brutal. Well, it was, it was just, it was different. It wasn't like the, it wasn't like all the. There wasn't a lot of shootings or anything like that. There wasn't any like shooting deaths, but there was a lot of like pickpockets and muggings and fights and all kinds of shit. And somehow, I just. I think because I was all so wasted or whatever, it just people just gave me a wide berth or something. I don't know, it was weird. It's <laughs> weird that I never ended up in jail in Mexico. Yeah. It's just weird. Well, I love that story. Thank you for regaling us with it. Here's the deal. If you like the show and you haven't left us a positive review on iTunes, you need to do it. You really just need to go do it. It only takes a second. It's free. It's a really easy way to support the show that you love. Uh, if you are willing and able and you think the show has value, you can support us on Patreon. Everyone's got a Patreon now. It's how things work with content. People who make shit, we make this shit. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash letters I-O-K. You know what to do. You know what the right thing to do is. And then, of course, we have our other two podcasts. Bob's is called The Song Club. Mine is called Metal Up Your Podcast. Well, check it. Well, check this can, out. Here's the deal with Patreon. Now, obviously, you can get this for free. You can listen to this for free. But you're not going to feel like your brain is a supercomputer. And it's keeping track of everything that you're doing. Now, if you want to feel good about yourself at the end of the day. If you want to just like sleep, this, you know, you don't, you know, you want to sleep soundly and know that you're a good person and you've done a good thing. What you do is you go to patreon.com backslash IOK and you join today. Because if you join at the lowest level, basically what you're going to be getting is you're going to be getting this podcast at 50 cents a podcast. You'll also be getting the Secret Weekly, which is some extra stuff, which we're about to do right now, which you're not going to hear on this podcast. You get all that. You get a bunch of other stuff. But mainly what you're doing is you're supporting the show at 50 cents a piece. Now, what that buys you, that 50 cents, is it allows you to sleep at night knowing you're a good person. Now, if you're not doing it, you're going to go to sleep tonight, but you're not going to go to sleep. Because you'll be tossing and turning and you'll be like, man, why can't I fucking get some solid sleep anymore? I mean, I've had a great day. I listened to that. I'm okay. You're okay. Podcast. I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it. But now I'm having a hard time trailing off into the night zone. 
What's going on? I'm telling you what's going on. It's your brain keeping track. Every time you laugh and you haven't ponied up, your brain's like, that's some non-sleep for you, bitch. So do the right thing. Treat yourself right. Treat yourself like a king. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for us. We'll be okay. We'll be fine. Do it for you. And here's the deal. We do appreciate everyone who's already on the ride over there. And we do appreciate anyone who listens to the show. You guys are the best. You can write in bobandglenn at gmail.com. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. By the way, here's here's one thing you can do. If you don't want to pony up the 50 cents, which I get. I listen to podcasts. I don't I don't support them on Patreon. I don't sleep for shit. I mean, I my, my I'm like a fucking vampire at night. I can't sleep at all. But here's what you can do if you do want to sleep and you don't want to pony up the 50 cents. Tell everybody you know about it. Start becoming a believer, but not in Justin Bieber. And I'm okay, you're okay, Bieber. I'm not okay, you're not okay, Bieber. And be a be. Be an okay, okay. <laughs> be a solen, be a okay. solen trail off. Be a okay. start today by being a. Okay. <laughs>